Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast, hosted by me, Adam, and my beautiful wife, Brianna. Throughout the podcast, you will hear and experience people's stories of faith and action to encourage, strengthen, and inspire you. Hear the real-life stories of people from Guymere Baptist Church and our local community. There will be a few laughs, serious chats, and amazing encounters with God through the love and hope of Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast reaches you on a deep level and encourages you on your own journey of discovery and faith. We've got our guest with us, Matt Tomlin. What a legend. Good evening, everyone. (laughs) Or should I say, hello, g'day. We're at whatever time you're listening to this. I've got no idea what time you're listening to this. So it could be good morning, could be good evening, it could be good night. <laughs> we'll take either of those, whichever works. So could you please tell us a bit about yourself, Matt? Something we might not know. Well, oh, where do I start? Something that you would like to know about me. Well, just to give you a brief overview of who I am, uh, I am someone who's been attending Gaimi Baptist Church for B... About eight years now, eight mm. years now, I, b- I believe. I, I lose track of time now that I've got four young daughters. And since <laughs> oh, that's I, another part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a dad of four young, nice. young girls and they're, yep. they're awesome. Amy, Waverly, Quilla and Cedar. Awesome. My wife, who <laughs> is, you know, um, an amazing woman, Mel. She, Mel Tomlin, you is. would know her. Some yep, of you would yep, know her. Yeah. Uh, and so we've been coming to Gaimere for a while now. Um, I'm a school teacher. I work at Innerborough School over at Bangor. Uh, How long have you been there now? Uh, I've been at Innerborough for nearly two years now. This is my second year at Innerborough. Before that, I was at St. George Christian School for quite a long time. And before I was a school teacher, um, I, I, well, while I was a school teacher even, I dabbled in a few different um, occupations. Uh, I was working in outdoor education down at the youth works campsites. I was doing some gospel hip hop. Oh, um, that's what we're talking about. I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back in the day I was Levi Pax. Levi Pax. Le- Levi Pax. Oh Pax, uh, that's right. Yeah, Levi Pax, which means which <laughs> Pax means peace in Latin. So nice. there's a connection there, which we may go there to <laughs> But uh yeah, look um I I love sports. I love movies. I love music. Uh, yeah. If you I, had to pick a genre, what kind of movie and music ooh, are you into? Okay, movie. I love a good thriller. Oh. Definitely not a horror. Like I can't go that end of the yeah, too spectrum. Gory. That's too. Yeah. Nah, I don't like any of that <laughs> stuff. But so like a psychological thriller. Okay. Or, or, or yeah, a good suspenseful oh, film. Nice. Or, or or a good drama. Edge seat that, type stuff. Yeah, that or, or a really good drama that just gets you gets you thinking. Um, or or even just a you know a heartfelt movie. I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I have. Teared up in many movies. So. Ah, sounds like someone else I know. Oh, come on! <laughs> I, you know, it's got to, You know, I'll always blame the uh, air conditioning. Or, <laughs> sounds like or, Adam. You know, there's something in my. There's eye. something in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in my. I got some popcorn in my yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. Some popcorn <laughs> salt. Oh, I love that though. All the fields. That's yeah, a good thing. Love it. Love That's a good right. film. But uh, also love music. Love sport. Love people. Um, yeah. Love my family, love my church family. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole much whole bunch of stuff in between all of that that um you know, um I could I could tell you so many stories from my 44 years on the planet, but uh yeah, 
Um, that's a little snapshot into who I am. Those who know me know there's a lot more to the picture, but um, yeah, that, that's a bit of a brief overview. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Nice. Well, actually, that's a nice segue, Matt. So the next question is: um, Is there a book, movie, or a series that has actually influenced you in your faith journey? Ooh, recently or over over the years? I've I've got one recently that's um, my wife Mel and I have been. Um, into a bit, and some of you may have may have heard of it. It's the um, the Chosen series. Yeah, um, yeah, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've watched any of the episodes. There's been two seasons coming out so far, um, and that they're planning to do, I believe, seven or eight series. So it's all crowdfunded. It's not on Netflix or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you, it's it's free, but you can actually gift the series to other people if you oh, want. But it's a, cool. it's a really interesting series where uh, obviously Jesus is the focus of the series, but. A big other focus of the series is the disciples and the chosen people that are surrounding him in his yeah. ministry. And it, yep. um, there, there's, it's not, there's not lots of biblical content, as in like long sections of scripture that are, that are spoken in the show. But it's kind of the in between stuff that really mm. helps you to think about the the disciples as. Um, you know, real people, and yeah. you know. Nice. Um, so it's definitely it, it's made me want to go back and read certain sections of scripture. Oh, so it gets you into the Bible. That's yeah, great. yeah. It's yeah, it's nice. made me go back and you know just fact see, check. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty accurate to scripture, okay, cool. but yeah, nice. But it, it makes you like, for example, it made me go back and have a look at the Sermon on the Mount because it kind of leads into that um, section. So that that's one one um, show that. My wife and I have watched the first two seasons of, and and just been inspired to you know go back to certain um, certain scriptures in the New Testament, in the Gospels, mm-hmm. and really think about oh, um, you know this, you know, because I think sometimes we separate um, the the writers of the Gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke, and John, mm-hmm. as as these, um, you know, I find it hard sometimes to to see them. The way they possibly truly could have been, I, I, I can imagine it. But a lot of the the thinking in this show is just to show that their their rawness as you know just regular people that Jesus chose, mm. um, you know, fishermen, tax collectors, um, Levi Pax, <laughs> <laughs> TC, the tax TC, collector. the tax collector. Yeah. Um, so look, um, that's one show. Um, yeah, obviously, there's you know a whole bunch of other. Um, Shows and, and books that I like. I'm just trying to think of um, a book. You can't book. do the cop out and say the Bible. No, I won't, I won't, I won't say that. I won't say that. Um, it is a good book, but. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is other Christian material out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they're chosen where? Like, is that on one of the streaming services or? Um, no, it's not actually. So it's, it's, I think they wanted to make it um, a crowdfunded project. And so mm-hmm. it's got its own website, but you can download it as an app on on your um, device and then stream it through the app and mm. um, it's you don't have to pay for it. So, mm. I mean. I think you can cast it to your TV as yeah, well. Yeah, you can cast yeah. it to your TV, but you yeah. can actually, yeah, you can also watch it like on on, on your TV through the, the website. Oh, um, sure. It's, okay. a little, it's a little bit clunkier than, say, watching Netflix or something like that, but it's definitely well worth a watch. It gets, yeah, nice. gets you thinking. Gets you, yeah. It really gets you thinking. And it really brings it to life by the sounds of it. It makes it a bit more relatable. Yeah, yeah. You, you really you see mm. you see Jesus um, in his dealings with people. Obviously, he's he is Jesus and he's the Son of God. And it's it's um, it, there's a bit of, the thing that I like about the show is you see that Jesus having a real sense of humour, um, which is really cool. Because <laughs> I, I really do believe that yeah, he we you know we don't always 
naturally um, think about that when we're reading scriptures mm. to to, mm. to to look for the the humour um, mm. of our Lord and Saviour mm. or, or even our Creator. You know, like yeah. Well, he used hyperbole, and people like, and that can be humour in a way. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Sarcasm, sarcasm, or exaggeration. Yeah. You know, I went. He probably didn't exaggerate. Is a lie, but he would exaggerate certain aspects to make a point. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like a, a camel through a needle, as an example. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Like, um, well, use, using hyperbole to um, good save there. I nearly dropped my coffee for the <laughs> look out, look out <laughs> for the listeners at home. Don't drop your coffee on the laptop. That's for sure. Good save. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I I just like the fact that Jesus chose and asked regular people, just common people, just to follow him, not because they were special, but because he just knew that he needed honest people, but mm. also different people um, to, to show that, you know, it's not about us or, or them, it's about him mm. and, and him making a difference and, and calling yeah. us to a, you know, a higher calling, but also to, to leave our old life behind. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Very powerful. Mm. Thanks, Matt. So when did you become a Christian? Do yeah. you have to think back? Oh, <laughs> look, it, I, yeah, being 44. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I've, I've, um, I, I've had the privilege of leading some people to Christ and, and encouraging them in their journey um, and or at least pointing them to Jesus. And, and yep. then obviously the Holy Spirit does does. He, he does everything, you know, in, in drawing us and calling us and um, convicting us. But, look, um, I I have a, a testimony that, you know, it was a real light light and dark sort of um, mm-hmm. really clear moment in my life or at least period of time in my life back in year nine where mm. um, I felt a massive shift in my heart. And, and I'll, I'll take you back there. I was – um, probably in like yeah year nine in the lead up to I guess what I would call the moment where I felt that uh, I was actually called and was choosing to follow Christ at that point the in the lead up to that probably the, the four to six months before that was probably one of the the lowest points in my life to date at that time so um, I'm I just turned 15. Um, I was dabbling in, you know, like music that wasn't um, helpful for me. I was listening to to stuff that wasn't feeding my spirit and wasn't mm. good for my soul. I was like the lyrics yeah. and it, even the themes that were, you know, like it was it was some pretty heavy stuff, like in 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 hip hop and rap, but also in in heavy metal and stuff like that. And and these these bands that I was listening to um, as as a young young boy who was you know um, you know growing up in the church and and going to youth group and stuff like that I guess I was trying to find myself and and I was definitely trying trying to fit in with um, you know whoever I was with at the time and um, and I was a bit of a chameleon I reckon because um, I'd go to youth group on a Friday night and and say all the right things and you know um, do all the right things to a point um, I definitely had a um, rebellious streak to me, even though I was a very shy kid. Mm. Um, I, I definitely was trying to fit in in a way that that didn't sit well with me, but I didn't know anything else. I just was trying to, you know, be accepted and be loved. And I, I was doing that in a way that didn't really fulfill. And I was 
being someone I wasn't. I was, I was essentially being a fake. So I'd go to church. I grew up in a Christian home. I'd go to a Christian school. I'd go to youth group on a Friday night, but then at school and, and, and during the week, I'd be, you know, like hanging out with, you know, other, other guys and just dabbling in things and, and thinking things and, um, you know, like doing things that weren't, you know, um, matching up with what I was saying at least. Mm. So mm. here I was being a bit of a fake, thinking I was a Christian up until this point, like mm. simply by association, you know, like my parents were Christians, yeah. Christian school, uh, going to church, going to youth group. And, yeah, I just I, I didn't realise I was being a fake, but I was actually a fake because, like, my heart had not um, accepted the truth or um, at least didn't realise that, I hadn't accepted the truth. And so yeah, yeah. Um, I actually during that year, in that four to six months just prior to the July where I, where I came to, to know Christ for real, um, I hit a real low point. I remember, um, you know, just being at some really low points and even, you know, like walking home from school and having um, some suicidal ideations where um, I, I was envisaging I was really low and just feeling so empty and so... Mm not um, happy and not at peace with who I was and what I, what I was doing that I, like, I remember walking along the side of the road and thinking, oh, would anyone care if I just threw myself in front of the traffic here? And um, I, I had a sense that something was holding me back and I think that was the, the spirit of God just, you know, being mm. his creation and, and, and knowing that, um, you know, I, I, I knew I couldn't do it but the thought – that I was thinking it just like really disturbed me at the time. And I was really low and I didn't realize that my mum realized that I was pretty low at that point in time too. And she, she prayed for me and I found this out after I came, became a Christian yeah. um, that she'd been praying for me, for me through that, like through my whole life, but, it, but really fervently through that period of time. Oh, wow. And she'd booked me into this um, camp. It's called junior high camp in the July school holidays of that year. <laughs> and so and when she told me, oh, I booked you into this camp, I was so reluctant. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to this camp. I just want to hang out with my mates. And I wasn't mm. in a good way, but, um, you know, she didn't really give me the option. She just kind of said, oh, well, you're going. Um, and and she's, she did kind of throw the caveat out there that, you know, um, some of your friends are going to be there from youth group. And so anyway, I, I ended up going on this camp and I, I distinctly remember, I can't remember who the speaker was, but I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget like I was sitting on the floor in this room listening to this speaker just speak a really simple gospel message and it was a message that I reckon I'd heard so many times yeah. growing up. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like it was this bolt of freshness. This um, It was almost like... I could taste it and it was almost like a spotlight just went in on my heart mm, and wow. at that moment I, I just came to this huge realisation. I think this is really important. I, I came to a huge realisation that, one, I was saying I was a Christian but wasn't and I hadn't dealt with my sin. I hadn't come to terms with the fact that I was broken mm. and that I was sinful and um, that was a crucial moment for me. It was it was like my depravity just hit me in the face like a truck and I, I just felt this sense of like calling at that point where where an invitation where where Christ was speaking to me through the scriptures and just saying, um, and this is why Romans 5, 8 is so powerful to me where it says, while you were sinners, Christ died for you. And I'll, I'll never forget that scripture where it's like, um, 
you know, I, I needed to realize that I was a sinner, but despite my sin, Christ has died and sacrificed himself so that I could be restored into relationship with him. And it was like mm. this moment where I was, it just hit me, but then there was this outpouring of like, well, I, I need to let you deal with this, Jesus. Mm. And mm. after hearing and come to terms with the fact that, wow, I'm hearing this gospel message for probably the thousandth time, but it's like it's it's actually hitting home for me and it's actually changing my heart. And I, mm. over the course of – I reckon at that point there was this outpouring of, um, you know, probably guilt but also just a heaviness of like you're forgiving me, Lord. Like you've you've already forgiven me, Lord. And and then there was this weight that was lifted and, and in the lifting of that weight of – the burden of sin, mm. I, there was this outpouring of emotion. I reckon I cried for <laughs> probably four hours. Yeah, oh. so powerful um, though, so yeah. freeing. That's yeah, amazing. and for a fifteen-year-old boy to mm. to to want to go and just sit by himself and pray to the Lord and just pour out his heart, but also just feel mm. that sent like. And, and these weren't tears of necess- like these were tears that they went from tears of brokenness to tears of joy mm. and. and mm. Where all this like emptiness and like doubt and lack of self confidence and all this just brokenness that was kind of like just stirred up in me that right. I hadn't really, never really dealt with, God just started replacing that with with peace, with confidence, and I felt like this injection of joy come mm. into my life that I hadn't had for years, and and so awesome. it was really this moment where it was like I've called you. You're now following me. I need all of you. And it was like, mm. I'm wow, I'm in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't really know what this means. And so um, I went home and I, I just kind of – people noticed that I was different. My yeah. mum did, my sister did, my dad did, my, my friends did. And they were like – people noticed that I was different. My demeanour was different. The way I was thinking was different. The way I was speaking was different. I ha- I did have an issue with swearing prior to to coming coming to Christ, and then that wasn't even a big deal. That was just like, you know, potty mouth gone. Um, and so it w- it was this real moment when I was fifteen years old. Uh, I was on this path where like it was leading nowhere, and then God just put me on this other path, and yeah. There's definitely been the journey has been there's definitely been ups and downs since then, but one thing that's never wavered is my my hope and joy that is anchored in Christ mm. from that moment. And so yeah, I felt like I was a new creation at that point and it was very powerful. Um and so people who know me well know that I don't do things in harms and I I just <laughs> once I'm on board, I'm on board. Yeah. And there's there's definitely, as I said, there's definitely been moments where I've been like, this is hard or like I may have gone through a, a, another challenge or speed hump or, or, or valley moment, but I like mm. I've always sensed that Christ has been walking with me ever since that moment, whether it be through the valley mm. of the shadow of death or up on the mountaintop or, or through the desert. Like, He's mm. um, been by your side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, sometimes, sometimes he carries sometimes me. Sometimes he's yeah. carrying you. Sometimes That's he's right. carrying me. Like when yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. just broken and, and yeah. tired yeah. Um, in the journey. So what am I now? Like so, it's nearly it's nearly nearly a thirty year journey. But like it's, mm. so it, yeah, it's been it's been pretty powerful. So that's that's how I came to Christ. 
Um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's intense. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Nice. Wow. So guests keen to know, do you serve here at Gummy Baptist Church? And, and if you do, what do you do? What do you do here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've served in a few capacities at Gaimi. Um, currently, I guess during COVID, it's it's been um, a little bit up in the air, and and I've kind of stepped back a little bit. So, um, big shout out to the music team um, and to the worship mm. ministry team. That's that's um, a ministry that's been very dear to my heart over my time here at Gaimi, and that's probably been one of the biggest, um, uh, I guess, outworkings of my my serving at Gaimi. Um, Currently on hiatus, and <laughs> I've let Steph and the team know that I, I want to get back into it when I feel I've got the capacity to. But sure. with my job during COVID and, and stuff, um, and starting a new role in my job, I just feel like just need to, um, you know, get my head around that and look after myself and my family at this point in time. So kind of taking a step back a little bit at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, also see part of my serving and, and part of my, I guess, using. The, the skills that I believe God's given me um, in leadership and and just, you know, having a heart to just, you know, help people where I can mm. um, is through the um, life group ministry. Um, oh, so cool. I've been, been part of the life group for a number of years um, yep. and, and, and lead that. Um, Lincoln Grice help, helps out with the leadership of that as well um, as an assistant leader. But, yeah, take that on. But, that's yeah, that's been a really – challenging space during COVID. Yeah, uh, just yeah. different, different way of doing things. Yeah. Isn't it? Zoom's so hard at times. Oh, yeah. and, and being on Zoom all day at work just makes it so mm. hard mm. Um, to want to do it in that way. So we find other ways of, of trying to reach out and can't wait for the restrictions to be eased so we can actually yeah. meet up in person. Talk but about that. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. I know. I'm, oh, I'm going to be yeah. shooting a confetti cannon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If I can find one. <laughs> oh. Can't wait. But, yeah, so getting getting back together with the life groups is going to be amazing. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's – they're probably the, the – the key areas that um, I've, I've served him at at Gaimir, um ha, have, but yeah, I guess in the life group space, I was part of the um, life group steering committee um, a couple of years ago, and, and just you know um, trying to help that get into you know the new space that it's becoming, um, and that's that's a continued journey. But yeah, nice. um, they're, they're the main two areas that I, I serve. Yeah, that's really good. And what about in the local community? Is there is there any opportunity for you to serve in in the local community? One one part of my life that I see as a as a, a massive calling and, and responsibility is just to for for Mel and I just to try and bring our girls up in the Lord, you know, and and yeah. for them to know Christ, um, yeah. and to to try and you know um, foster some enthusiasm to read the Word and to and to pray and to um, see them reach their their friends. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, always looking for you know new <laughs> new ways of doing things, but um, yeah, but. Uh, one one thing I did, um, this is a few years ago now, but um, oh, it, w- it was such an inspiring time. Um, used to run a, uh, uh, a evangelistic sk- skating ministry out at Norellan. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So I used to be a skateboarder back in the <laughs> day. Skater boy. Skater boy. Uh, I was a, I was a definite <laughs> skater boy. Definite <laughs> skater boy. Um, yeah. He's got a cap on here, people, just so you know. He's, he's coming I'll put it backwards. <laughs> oh, backwards. There nah, we go. Nah, that's the, a bit. Oh, forwards. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real man. So um, the guy that I used to do um, um, some gospel hip-hop with, Adam, 
Adam Breen. Oh, yeah, shout out Breeny. to Adam. If he, no, uh, you probably out. won't hear this, but uh, he, lives, he lives in Queensland now. But I oh, wow. uh, love that man. Um, he uh, he and I um, were you know we're doing gospel hip hop, and we can come to that later. But three nails, yeah, that's it. That Adam, <laughs> three nails, that's it. Represent um, the El Shaddai crew. Oh, um, El Shaddai yeah, crew. We, yeah, we started. We started doing a bit of um, yeah gospel hip hop stuff, but we also at the, pretty much the same time started up this um, evangelistic. Monday nights. It was it was it was like a youth group, but church kind of rolled into one. We'd skate, mm, mm. we'd eat, we'd meet around the word, and then we'd hear a testimony, and, oh, cool. and and Adam or myself would would give a short message. And these are kids that you know were totally unchurched, and we we started off with you know like a handful of kids, but you know towards the end of our our ministry out there at Norellan at a at a skate park was you know. We'd have up to 40, 45 kids um, mm. that would come to skate, hang out, be connected in a community. And skating mm. such a beautiful subculture because it's like you, when when guys get together and they can do something together. Mm. Um, and we had a few girls come as well, which is fantastic. And, you know, we started getting some young youth leaders and stuff like that. And for that period of time, we saw some great um, – and we tried to connect those young people into local churches as well. Mm. Yeah, Because um, we were living out this way in the Shire, yet we were travelling out to um, out to the, you know, southwestern Sydney and, and seeing all these young kids just hungry to connect. But oh. we were trying to connect them with yeah. um, with Jesus. And it was actually yeah. called JC Skaters. Oh. It was called JC Skaters. So and you know what? Good. The the motto, um, the stickers that we used to have, used to have, one of my favorite verses, Romans five eight. While we were still oh, sinners, Christ died for us. Was that was the verse that was connected with that oh, ministry? Great. And so, um, who knows the seeds and the and the and the fruit that's come out of that? Mm. Um, but that was all part of that. And and bouncing off that in, in that culture, I guess the hip hop, the gospel hip hop, um, where the El Shaddai crew kind of got birthed, and where mm. we where we where we wrote a bunch of. Um, bunch of tracks and songs and then we we recorded two two albums and then we had the opportunity to to tour um mm. and, and go into schools and juvenile justice centers and oh that's amazing and, what um, a ministry to have yeah mm. and you know like because it's the unchurched that's the people that are in that realm that listen to that type of music mm. they get they can get reached by that kind of music too so if they listen to secular hip-hop they can get reached by Christian hip hop. Oh, that's absolutely, what I like about it. it's, absolutely, it's a beautiful thing. And it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier on in your journey, where the power of music and the power of word, um, mm. you know, to have a positive words spoken through hip hop music mm. is so powerful. Yeah, and positive word, a positive oh. reinforcement, absolutely, um, to build people up yep. and to give people hope. Well, there's so much of that subculture or that that genre in music that you know is the opposite of that, right? Mm. Where oh, it's, yeah, definitely. It's you know, um, it's chauvinistic, it's demeaning, it's selfish, it's glorifying things self. that yeah, or, self and, or, or, and and the world and, and the everything world in between. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and not God, but um, there, and there's a lot of Christian artists out there in that in that genre that are trying to take it back mm. or or at least use that medium to reach. And so we were unapologetic, you know, in our preaching of Jesus through our lyrics and and mm. trying to be as biblical as we could and as positive as we could. Yep. And and that was a moment in time. And so that um, you know, 
even though, you know, like I, I still get students at school asking me to, you know, spit out a rhyme oh, or, or, you know, represent. can you do a freestyle, sir? <laughs> or, you know, and I, I, I do I do oblige from time to time. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like some of our lyrics from, from that um, – from that year of my life, you know, that's like 2007, I think was when our, when our last tour happened. So it's yeah. going back a few years now, mm. but um, like I also think about the seeds that were planted oh. all over the, you know, up and down the East coast of Australia when we visited schools or churches or youth ministries or justice centers or mm. even just doing outdoor festivals, you know, like mm. um, you, you just don't know. Um, and I just pray that, you know, um, God can still use that, that, not only the lyrics, but what what we were trying to embody in that ministry at that time. Mm. Um, yeah, I've always, th- I've always thought, and I still love to write music and, and, and lyrics and stuff like that, and it's not always in the hip-hop genre, but um, I just figure if whatever I can do, whether it be sport, music, anything in between, or even just like hanging out at the coffee shop with, you know, someone – yeah. Um, God, can you just use me for your purposes? And yeah. um, sometimes I don't always feel the nudge that the Spirit um, is mm. giving me often. Um, and I think that's about being attuned to the Spirit mm. and, and really because I think the Holy Spirit nudges us all the time to mm. to speak something or to say something or to or to um, or to do something um, in certain circumstances. And I, you know, like. Sometimes I, you know, I, I, I don't, um, I'm not attuned to that nudge and, and sometimes it's after the fact where I'm like, oh, that was a good opportunity. I've missed it. But um, we don't need to worry because I, God will be constantly giving us opportunities and, and, and equipping us and and helping us become more attuned to what he's trying to do because God's doing stuff even before we're doing it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You know? And yeah. I think we just got to be obedient and step into those opportunities where we can. And mm. yeah. And God never wastes wastes an opportunity. Oh. Yeah. Never. Never. No, you know, even if it's all. even if it becomes a teaching opportunity for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. God's like, I'll use that on you now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Lifelong. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So who has been mo- the most significant in supporting you in your Christian walk? Wow. Like a family member or friend or pastor or something like that? One of them. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give a few I'm gonna give a few <laughs> shout outs in this yeah, no in, in this Bring moment. Because um yeah, over like I, I definitely want to shout out to my parents. Um even though we've I, I'm very different to my parents in so many ways and they would agree with me with that. Um but um one thing I, I do oh I'm starting to get a bit emotional about this. Um hello mum and dad if you listen to this. Um <laughs> uh yeah, Roger and Rhonda Tomlin, um um I probably didn't appreciate them as, as much as I should have when I was young. Um, they sought to bring me up in the Lord and, and they dedicated me to, to the Lord when I was one. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, I th- Yeah, I want to give a big shout out to them because my mum's a prayer warrior. My dad is just a faithful guy who um, just seeks to do his best for the Lord. And um, even though I know they're not, you know, they're, they're – you know, humans who make mistakes, and you know that they've they've got you know their own um, stuff that they they've had to deal with over the years. But like they, they've definitely been faithful parents in the Lord who um, have been quite consistent. And um, I take 
yeah, have a lot of respect for them in that. So they've been really instrumental in, um, I guess, shaping my my openness and my heart towards the Lord, um, even though I didn't realize it at the time. And, you know, um, but then around the time when I was like that, that moment where I came to Christ, um, one of my youth pastors, Mike Parker, um, hey Mike, if you, ever, if you hear this, um, he's, he's up in Toowoomba now. He, he's not in youth ministry anymore, but, um, he was, a, he was an awesome, awesome guy and he ended up baptizing me as well. Oh, and, cool. um, um, I probably should have got baptized a lot sooner than I did. I, I got baptized two years after I came to Christ simply because I, I, I said, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't be ready to be baptized, can I? But looking back, I, I should have got baptized straight away because it's not about being ready. It's, mm. it's not about being ready. It's just about being obedient and mm. it's an outward symbol of what's going on inside. And so anyway, but he baptized me and he really encouraged me to step into not only faith and um, you know, like being everything I could be in Christ, but he, he, he really encouraged me to explore leadership and what it meant to be a, um, a Christian, uh, a young Christian man who could actually make a difference um, with his non-Christian mates at soccer, at basketball, at school, at university. And, and he encouraged me to, to sing. I'd never sung in front of people before, and he encouraged me to sing. Oh, what a blessing that's been. He encouraged me to sing, and he wow. said, "Hey, do you want to do like I heard? I heard you singing at youth the other night. Do you, you've actually got an okay voice? Do you do you want to get up and lead at youth, <laughs> like lead a song?" And I was like, "For a shy kid who'd just come to come to faith, <laughs> yeah. but was trying to be obedient and, and trying to build his confidence." I, rem- I remember just thinking inside, I was thinking, "No, no, no. <laughs> but, Not right but now. I, I think on the outside, I said, "Yeah, I, I'll do that." Yeah. Um, and so. Um, I remember leading my first worship song on it at youth on a Friday night, and this is probably when I was 16 years old. And mm. um, yeah, it, it just felt right, um, even though it, like, I probably did a terrible job at leading. I, I was just trying to be obedient and um, be who I who I, I think God was calling me to be, just to be authentic. And from there, I had the opportunity to, I guess, start leading at church and, and, and using finding my voice, so to speak. And mm. um, from there, I guess my passion for singing and um, for writing music and, and um, even though I'm not – I don't consider myself to be a musician because I'm not one of those dedicated musicians that can play everything. You know, I, I play drums, I dabble in guitar, I do sing, but I'm not dedicated enough to be a <laughs> – inverted commas, musician, but I, I, I dabble with music, but I, I definitely feel like it, it's it's a place where I can express my my love yeah. and my appreciation for God. So mm. that's kind of where m- my heart for worship came from and um, had plenty more opportunities to lead worship um, over the years, and that's been great. Um, so um, I can't remember what the original question was. Any other shout-outs to people? Oh, yeah, shout-out. So Mike Parker, yeah, big shout-out to him, my youth pastor. Um Oh, over the over the years, I think um, definitely um, oh, I'm going to give a shout out to <laughs> my my good mate. Oh, these are these are these are the guys that were in my bridal party. They, like um, my, my my closest mates. Some of some of who are not still walking closely with the Lord, but I, I you know we're still close mates, and I still believe that they do have a faith there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, I'll give a shout out to my, my bridal party. I'm not going to name them all um, <laughs> just because they probably won't appreciate me naming them. Um, but That's yeah, cool. I've got I've got. Some, they know who they are. Yeah, I've got yeah. some aw- awesome guys from my bridal party. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Destry, um, shout out to Matt Destry. Yeah, who's old he, school. Who, yeah. Who's in ministry but down in Melbourne? <laughs> Matt Destry, big big encouragement to me. Yeah, he's, um, he's cool. Yeah, and and lots of work colleagues, um, and. Um, really my wife, I do want to give a big shout out to my wife. She, you know, I think one thing I've realized since becoming a husband and a father is, and I think a lot of people would say this probably, but, um, and it's probably not news to anyone, but (laughs) I became so acutely aware of how selfish I was, Mm -hmm. um, when I, when I got married and, and, and then again, when I became a father and, um, Mel threw some hard, like moments over the last 10 years, we've been married for 11 years now. She has been an absolute rock mm. um, for me mm. and, and very even when um, when when I went through some postnatal um, depression mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. after the birth of our third child. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, guys can get postnatal depression. Yeah, <laughs> it is a thing. It is yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, a was, thing. I was living on a, a couple of hours sleep a night um, for – for many months and so that could lead you into some pretty like low moments and sure. yeah I got the help I needed from um, you know Christian counsel and stuff like that but my wife big shout out to my wife who um, you know like and we we made a covenant under Christ when we when we got married and she's just been so amazing mm. and gracious with me and that Jesus has ministered to me through my wife and that's been amazing and mm, um, so she'll probably good. hate me saying all this but <laughs> she's an absolute legend and um, for those of you who know her, she um, she's just such a blessing to so many people and I, um, yeah, I admire her in so many ways. So, um, yeah, look, there's there's been so many people and even, you know, some of the artists, um, you yeah. know, I'm not going to name them all like, musicians that have really, you know, and authors and mm-hmm. um, people that have spoken to me over the years through their writing or their, or their playing um, and have ministered to me. Um, yeah. They, they've really, there's been so many people that have contributed to me staying on the straight and narrow <laughs> and, and just, you know, yeah. navigating life's um, ups and downs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's really good. Cause I think, you know, what you've shared just shows it's not a single journey. Mm. There's many people around you in the community to help support one another and, you know, just be there for one another along our faith journeys. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there's probably some people I've forgotten, but, um, you know, like there's so many people. You know who you are, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even you guys, you guys have been a big encouragement to me at different oh, points thanks, in the man. journey. Um, mm. There's so many to mention. Don't you reckon it, it – it, Oh, you, take, you lose count. I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. The people know who they are, and and they're much appreciated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and and that old saying where it's it's like it takes a village to raise a child. I reckon it takes yeah. a village to raise <laughs> an adult, an adult in, in, yeah. in their in their journey of faith. You know, yeah. like um, yeah. God's got so many angles. He's working right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, like through the meandering through different seasons of your life, where yeah. certain people come in at certain points in time mm-hmm. for that gentle or encouraging word, or just to share that s- specific season with you know yeah. people people come and go in and out of your life like a lot of even some of my bridal party of or a bunch of my bridal party have moved um you know like interstate okay. uh, i think most of them are in australia but um like and we, we don't see each other as much as we we would like to but um you know like different people for different seasons mm. but you never 
you never forget mm. the people who've had the lasting impact on you. Yeah. Um, and I just can't wait to celebrate with everyone in heaven, you know, yeah. like where you just go, so good. you know, like. Remember I, those days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and even people that you've, you've, you've po- possibly never met, like obviously, you know, the, the gospel writers and the, 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 the heroes of our faith from like, you know, like that have written all these amazing books mm. um, even since the Bible. Like I just, mm. you know, <laughs> there's amazing, so many people right? you could, yeah. So many people could give shout outs to and that you want to hang out with yeah. more. <laughs> more. That's right. Yeah. So we might head into the main faith story now. Um, so what was what was the significant turning point or faith story in your life where you've seen or experienced God at work? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Again, I've got I've got a lot. But um yeah, big big turning point for me was um, again I, I was I was on a retreat um, with with a, you know a bunch of Christians on a, on a campsite and um, I, I felt like like I'd obviously been called to um, to faith and I've already shared that story but in this moment um, I, I felt. Um, in prayer and I was just just in prayer and I felt like the Lord really impressed on me a bit of a vision um, mm-hmm. um, in prayer where um, and it came in a, in a few different parts the the first the first bit was of the vision I was just like following this figure um, and it was all like it was dusk and it was silhouetted and um, this figure was out in front. And at first I'm like, oh, I'm following a figure. And it's, this is all in my mind's eye in prayer. And I, I just felt like God was speaking to me in the moment. And um, I just got the sense that this figure that I was following was Jesus. And, mm. and it made sense. And that, you know, um, and I couldn't make out um, anything but just this silhouetted figure that I was following, but I was just following. And, and then it became clear that I was following him towards the cross, like the cross. Mm. Um, and, and this this hill where the cross was. And then the the next part of, of I guess, this, this picture that God was giving me was um, you're, you're definitely, you're following me. And where are you following me? You're following me to the cross where you need to lay everything down. And then mm. I felt compelled to turn around in this picture and behind me there were, like, I didn't realise, but there were people behind me. Um, and I couldn't see their faces, but I could see all these silhouetted figures. And I was like, oh, wow, there's people following me. What? Oh, I'm following Jesus. So it's not even about me. I'm, God wants me to be a leader in my life. And Mm. I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but since that moment, and I was probably about 19 at the time where I I had that, that, Mm. I guess that, that picture that God gave me in prayer yeah. um, and he impressed that on me. Like, and he made me, it was like a, it was like a, um, a watershed moment where he, where it was like, God was saying, you need to remember this moment. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know why it was kind of like, okay, this kind of makes sense, but it was, a, I was like, what does this mean? But it, it's almost become a bit of a, uh, like a, oh, how do I put this? It's, it's almost been become the vision, the, the vision statement for my life in the sense that I know God calls me to be a leader, but like Moses, I am a very reluctant leader. 
Mm. I can think of a million excuses to not be who God wants <laughs> me to be. Right? Send Aaron God. I'd rather sit on the couch <laughs> and watch Netflix, or I'd rather just tune out here, God, or whatever. But God always reminds me of that picture that He gave me. Um, and he reminds me that it's not about me. It's about following Christ, but it's also about being obedient, knowing that if I'm following Christ and being obedient, he's going to provide me with the opportunity to lead other people to the to Christ. Mm. Mm. Um, yep. And whenever I've doubted myself in the different seasons and moments and opportunities that God has put me into um, over the years in my, in my faith journey, he always reminds me of that picture because it encourages me to know that his calling is greater than anything that that the world can throw at us Um, and that (laughs) he will make a way. And even when we can't see, you know, like there's been moments where I've been like, what kind of a leader am I? You know, like what, what have I got to offer? And doubting myself, he'll always provide an opportunity for me to step into that surprises me or that just either takes me out of my comfort zone or just reinforces areas that he's working on in me and refining me in. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a really encouraging thing to know that when God places a call in your life, it, it, he's serious about it, but um, he won't give up on you even if you sometimes feel like you've given up on that. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely been some moments where I felt like I've given up mm-hmm. um, or, or just lost – lost the forest through the trees or, or um, things just have, haven't seemed clear or focused. And I'm like, God, what are you doing in this season? Mm. But he, he'll always just show me um, that, you know, he, he does surprise us and he, he does provide opportunities that we wouldn't necessarily expect. And leadership isn't always about being that upfront person. Mm-hmm. It can be about mm-hmm. just being available and, um, you know, like even if one one person is behind me and I'm saying, hey, I, I'm following Christ, um, do you want to come along or do you, can I encourage you in any way? Do you want to, can I walk beside you as we go together and, and try and figure this faith journey out? Because yep. let's face it, we, we make mistakes, we stumble, mm. we, we feel like we're treading, you know, not getting anywhere sometimes. Um, but I think that, I've, I just constantly am reminded of God's faithfulness to the call, of his call to bring you into his family and mm. to adopt you in, but also to um, empower you with the Holy Spirit to um, to do the good works that he's, he's called us to do. Um, yeah. And, and we, it's not about us. No. no, that's right. It's not about us. It's about saying, hey, God, I trust you. I'm following you. You've got to make this happen because um, I'm probably going to stuff this up. But with by your grace, <laughs> yep. you're going to make a, a message out of my mess, or you're going to make something beautiful out of my brokenness. Because um, yep. I, I look at all the leaders in the in the in the Bible, and I'm you know like David, Moses, Noah, mm. Um, mm. you know like just to name a few. Um, even a bunch of the disciples, you know, like <laughs> they had their idiosyncrasies and their and their yep. issues and stuff yep. like that. And I've got plenty of those, but I know that God is. Is is faithful to the call, and he will, he will use whatever we can, even if it's small, whatever we can bring, and to say, "Hey, Lord, I'm willing." 
So, mm. yeah. So that, that's been something that's been massive for me in my faith journey, just just remembering that it's it's God who calls and, and we just need to keep our eyes on Christ. And I remember I always – I can even picture that moment, that that, that moment of prayer where like uh, it's like, yeah, don't spend too long looking behind because you've got to keep your eyes on Christ. Mm. Um, so mm. there's that. That that was that's been a big part of my journey, and I keep getting reminded of that over the years. But apart from that, more recently, it's it's just realizing um, that you know when you are going through a hard time, that it it's really good to not just make everyone think that you've got everything together. Mm. Um, like I, I reckon over the years, God has really. I used to be pretty shy. Uh, I've become a bit more confident, um, mm. but also I've I've, I've learnt the art of um, becoming a bit more vulnerable and being a bit more, um, I guess, uh, authentic and real in my brokenness. Um, so I, I guess what I what I would encourage anyone who's out there um, mm. who who might be feeling like they you know struggle with that a big help for me has been just being able to share some of my, you know, like brokenness with people, like things that I'm struggling with and, and just, um, you know, um, feeling comfortable to say, Hey, I don't have, I don't have everything together and I need you to encourage me, you yeah. know, whether it be a friend and just saying, Hey, I'm having a tough day. Uh, mm. like this week hasn't been okay. Or, um, you know, like reaching out to, you know, get some professional help if you need it if you if you're struggling with like a mental health issue you know like there's Mm. there's you know even though there's stigma attached to that stuff it's it's really important that we break that stigma down and go like we're all in this together and um being Mm. real Mm. and knowing that god has placed people in your life to support you and that's what being part of the family of god and 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 the you know the body of believers is all about Mm. um leaning on each other and um encouraging each other um, and and you know, just realizing that recent recently, but also being reminded of that over the years is is just been you know so crucial and and like just massive breath of fresh air and just relief when you just go. I don't have to have all my stuff together. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have mm. you know have all the answers. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, but Are God, you okay? It's okay to be not yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but God doesn't want to leave me there, and that's why you that's know, right. like you move forward. We're part of mm. a collective. Yeah. Mm. So, how are you following Jesus? Like Matt Tomlin, strip back mm. all the stuff we've just talked about, and how are you following Jesus? Just you and and God right now. Mm. Yeah. I think. To just strip it right back and just, to, you know, cut to the chase. <laughs> it's got to be a daily journey. Mm. What I try and do every morning, just set my mind on heavenly things, you know, Colossians mm. 3. Um, set your mind set your mind on heavenly things, not on earthly things. And so... Um, I want to be connected with the King. I want to be connected with Jesus. I want to abide and be connected to the vine. Um, And to do that takes commitment and it takes intentionality. And so 
just just like I was sharing about that picture that God gave me in prayer many years ago about following him, um, you know, you choose to follow someone. And so mm. how does that play out for me? It's It's when I wake up, even though I'm tempted just to look at, you know, socials or flick through whatever, the first thing I try and do is just say a breath prayer of like, Lord, be with me today. Mm. Help me to be who you need me to be today. And it doesn't, you know, like I'm not the best in the mornings. Let's, <laughs> let's face it. Like I'm not a morning person. I can get up pretty quickly, but I'm not functional until I've had my coffee really. But <laughs> but simply just um, saying that that short, what I'd call it with my kids, a popcorn prayer. <laughs> um, where it's just short, you know, short, short and to the short and sweet to the yeah, point, to the point uh, yeah. a breath prayer. Mm. Um, you know, um, it, it's it's the way I start my day. And then you know, if if I'm working from home, it's like before I open the laptop, or if I'm on a short commute out to Bangor to Inabara, it's you know, like in my car, I try and you know, just pray or um, or yeah. just put on a worship song and just you know, commit whatever I have to Jesus that day. And so, yeah, and it's when, when I go about my daily thing. Sometimes when I'm walking to my next class or when I'm going to meet a student or a, <laughs> or a colleague or, mm. or before I talk to the barista at the coffee shop or um, whoever I'm interacting with that day, just those little moments, I'm like, Lord, be with me in this moment. Mm. Show me what you're doing in this moment. And um, it's, it's that... Knowing that Jesus goes before me, like I, I literally, um, I'm, a, I'm a real, I'm a real picture and visual thinker. Um, mm. So I, I actually like to think of Jesus going before me in every moment. So okay. it's like going through a door before me. It's almost yep. like I, I don't say, "Hey Jesus, you're in." I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like open the door and just yeah. then wait. But like, I, it's this sense of like Jesus goes, Jesus goes before me, and yeah, it's a yeah. real subtle thing. Like I don't yeah. like it's not yeah. a. It's almost become a just something that uh, is, is part of who I am rather than me consciously thinking it in every yeah, moment. It and it, you know, like, yeah. so that's that's essentially what it is for me. Um, cool. And just trying to be faithful and real. Mm. Um, mm. Um, not trying to be like be a, a Christian that is so heavenly minded that they're no, of no earthly good. Mm-hmm. I just try and be relatable to listen. Mm. Uh, I think people just want to be heard. Um, people, um, there's a lot of people that are struggling and need Jesus. And so when you give, when you give them an opportunity to be heard and to hear their story, because I think that's what Jesus did, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and just being a real person. So when you get those opportunities, rather than just thinking about, oh, what's the next thing I've got to do? What's the next thing I've got to do? Mm. Actually being in the moment. Mm. You know, I think Jesus is teaching me to be better at being in the moment because I'm always a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a forward thinker and a planner and mm. sometimes that hinders me from being in the moment with people. Yep. But God is continually trying to remind me and refocus me and um, refine me in in the art of being in the moment with people and sharing that moment. So, cause people want to be heard, right? People, yeah, definitely. we need to hear their story. Yeah. People, yep. people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so if you can show them in that moment, however long that moment is that you are with them and that you genuinely 
are interested in what they're saying and their story and their journey, mm. um, whether they're a Christian or not. I think that's mm. a powerful way of being like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, man. That's so good. So it's been so amazing having you on tonight, Matt, and hearing your story and um, oh, going back to the days of the hip-hop. And <laughs> I didn't even know you did um, skateboarding ministry. That was amazing. Mm. Um, so encouraging to hear what you've had to say tonight. And um, it's just been a real blessing having you on. Thanks for coming on. And, yeah. Yeah, it's been really wonderful, really powerful. Um, and just to hear what God's been doing in you and through you from such a young age is so encouraging. Mm. And to know that he's got so much more to come still. And, you know, God will use all opportunities and, um, you know, just some of the ones that you've shared with us tonight are just such an encouragement. And, you know, we really hope that it helps inspire and encourage other people listening to this as well. Thanks, Brianna. Thanks, Adam. It's, been, right. it's been good being on. And I uh, just want to encourage you guys. Um, well, thanks. You guys are doing a great job. And, yeah, hope. I hope that there's many more of these podcasts to come. Want to hear more stories? Oh, <laughs> yeah. there, sh- there shall be. I pray there will be too. <laughs> well, all the best, Matt, and we'll see you after this next time. You don't want me to send you out with a hip hop beat or, oh. or, or, or a rap? All right, or something give like us, that? give us, give us four bars. Ooh, here we go. So this is this is my testimony in a nutshell. Oh, right. okay. Here we go. Tax collector is my name, but it's not my nature. At 15 years young, I found my saviour. My life was turned around by a holy creator, just like Kobe and Shaq when they revived the Lakers. It's amazing grace. What more can I say? He took me from the K grade to the grade of A. But I got to keep it real. It hasn't always been this way. I didn't always pray. I wasn't always saved. I used to live life only for myself. From Monday to Sunday, put God on the shelf. Never really caring about my spiritual health. I was living a lie and I needed some help. TC, that's me, has been through the valley of depression. A rebel in my youth, I've learned many lessons. I was searching for the truth and this is my confession. I was trying to fit in in a world of rejection. But now all I need is JC's protection. He fills me with purpose and redirects me, corrects me and... I've forgotten the lyrics there. <laughs> oh, it's been yeah, so long. Yeah, drop, so boom. That was so Thank good. That so, was so good. good. Mic drop. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, and we will see you around GPC. Yeah, thank you. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening to the We Are The Church podcast. We hope this inspired and encouraged you on your own journey of discovery and faith. If you or anyone you know has a faith story to share, please get in touch with us. You can reach us at office at guymebaptist.org.au. Also, if you would like to know more about Jesus, pray with someone or come along to Guy Me Baptist Church, please check out the Guy Me Baptist Church website at guymebaptist.org.au. Until next time, I'm Adam. And this is Brianna saying, God God bless bless and and peace peace be be with with you. you.